The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, I think it serves as a good reminder throughout the whole year, not just during the Christmas season, when I think most of us are feeling our most charitable, to remind you that the Edmonton Food Bank is, it, the, the need for food essentially doesn't doesn't stop. That's That's the big message that they're always trying to get across. Even though you may feel like it's the season of giving the most in the, in the Christmas season, it actually kind of trickles throughout, throughout the whole year. So here to break things down for us, Marjorie Benz, the Executive Director of the Edmonton Food Bank. Hi, Marjorie. Thank you for joining us. Hi. Thank you for having me. So just to break things down for us, wh- where is the Edmonton Food Bank at with collections thus far this year? Well, your point was very valid in that, of course, people tend to think of us at Christmas and festive times of year. But we offer services throughout the course of the year. Um, We offer food through hamper programs. We provide food to soup kitchens, shelters, school programs. So throughout the year, we're doing food distribution. And uh, the first uh, six months of this year, the number of people we were serving just through the hamper program, and again, that's just one of the programs, was down slightly from 2018. And we thought, that's good news for us and good news for the community. However, uh, July, when we received July numbers, they were the highest um, on the chart that I have for the last eight years. So um, the need is, you know, exists. And we also saw reports in July that uh, 14,000 Albertans lost jobs. So again, uh, the need for the food bank exists and is real to many people in our community. Marjorie, you mentioned that high number in July, the highest it's been in a very long time. Can you put a, an exact number on that for us just to really speak to the demand out there? Yeah, so um, in July of this year, we served uh, 22, pardon me, 21,192 people, and that was up about 300 pe- people from the year before. But again, if you go back a couple of years, it was only sitting at 12,000 people for the month of July. July is usually a little quieter month for for food banks, you know, schools out, um, you know, people don't have a lot of extra expenses. Sometimes there's more casual work that people can pick up um, during the summer months. So it's usually not as difficult a month as, again, when you get into the winter months. How do you help keep the Edmonton Food Bank top of mind for Edmontonians? As we discussed, everyone's always in a very giving spirit. At Christmas, it's cold. We understand we, we can feel the the need to, to help those around us. But what what can we do to, to remember that, that the need is year-round? Well, certainly we appreciate all the great support um, from the Heritage Festival Association and the event that happened over the long weekend. And then we had the Pure Later Tackle Hunger last Friday and again people are very very generous and supportive of our work we have a very dedicated group of volunteers um, that help us out um, packing hampers and taking calls that people need and again a lot throughout the year there are always smaller events or smaller groups of people that come forward and say we'll help you out and so that really does make a difference and keeping our doors open, you know, again, to the later part of the spring and the summer and into the fall. And then, of course, we do have some type of food drive being planned in some scale um, every month. You mentioned uh, Heritage Festival and you also mentioned the Pure Later Tackle Hunger events. How did those go, Marjorie? So 
we had a goal, for example, for the Heritage Festival of 50,000 kilograms of food. We, um, between what was brought in at the fire halls and grocery stores over that two-week period, including down in the park, we received just over 44,000 kilograms, so a little bit below what our goal was. At the same time, people were very generous, for example, with their unused food tickets. We received... Uh, for example, 56,000 unused food tickets down in the park on the long weekend, and that equates to over $42,000 for us. So people were generous to us in many different ways. And the Pure Later Tackle Hunger, again, the Edmonton Eskimos and Pure Later are great supporters of the food bank. Pardon me. And we, again, people were very generous when they came out to the um, the game last week, we almost got $30,000 with the monetary donations when we put in the money that the Edmonton Eskimos gave us and Pure Later and, and of course, um, the fans that came out. Marjorie, something that I recently learned about, thanks to the Edmonton Food Bank, was your initiative called Beyond Food. Do you mind explaining a little bit more about that for everyone? Yeah, so we've, over time, we looked at what services are needed to people that help them hopefully reduce um, the need for the food bank and help them with um, other issues they may be experiencing. So we've been very fortunate that a number of different community partners have come forward and helped us with that process and and uh, in that journey because there's lots of great community groups out there that offer wonderful services. And so, for example, uh, the City of Edmonton, as well as Canadian Mental Health and um, the Mennonite Centre, help us with um, some other services for our clients, like they help people with counseling and support, referral to housing, helping fill out forms, that type of thing. Uh, the Salvation Army is also a great partner in there. And when we also have some employment readiness programming. Again, it's really a collaborative initiative. The Learning Center and Boyle Street provide staff and support that program and we we did get a pocket of money from the province of Alberta so that we could offer some safety tickets. Marjorie, um, so with a goal, oh, sorry about that, go ahead, oh, continue. Uh, with a goal, of course, to getting people employed and the, in, in, a, in a situation where they don't need the food bank or don't need the food bank as much. Sorry for cutting you off there, Marjorie, but uh, I just no, wanted uh, the question I wanted you wanted to ask you was, you know, uh, you, you've come close reaching your, your targets at some of these festivals, and uh, obviously the, the food bank is never going to complain when any donation rolls in, but being the executive director, and you've been there for quite some time now, ha- have you and other maybe board members or participants with uh, the food bank been looking at some, some new or, or unique ways of, of uh, raising donations and bringing things in? Well, certainly we do a lot of other ways of raising food or funds for us that probably are not um, as well known. So, for example, at this time of year, we're promoting Plant a Row, Grow a Row campaign, which is when uh, someone has surplus from their garden, uh, we do accept those donations of fresh vegetables. Usually we're looking for root vegetables and Things like zucchinis that have a little bit longer shelf life and they can be donated to us and people can reach out and call us um, about more information. The um, Edmonton Food Drive, which is a citywide door-to-door campaign, that one 
um, again, with the support of other players like LDS volunteers, that that campaign um, has continued to grow, and we appreciate that support. And Marjorie, how about uh, certain items? You know, it always goes up and down as to what the demand is for specific things. Sometimes it's it's sometimes it's some some things like like pastas or sometimes it's things like peanut butter and and uh, and mustard and ketchup. Is there a certain demand right now for in a certain area? Well, certainly um, we just to give a little bit of background, we we use our monetary donations to help with um, some of that as well because as you indicated sometimes food drives do better than others. Sometimes you're short of certain items, so we'll we'll buy items. We we do have standing orders. We buy eggs and shelf stable milk on an ongoing basis. So we do have that type of product coming in. And of course, the food industry itself is very generous to us by remembering to contribute to us anything that they might have in surplus um, for a whole variety of reasons. So all of that is appreciated. And um, certainly if people are looking for specific items to donate to us, any non-perishable item is always appreciated. And Marjorie, just in the, in the coming months and as we do get close to, to the Christmas season, uh, what's, a, what's a final message you have for our listeners right now who may be looking to help out? Well, certainly our organization wouldn't exist without the kind support of the broader community. And we rely on the community for volunteers as well as food and monetary donations and if people think of an opportunity to support our work either through one of our special events or food drives it's truly appreciated and and again we relied on our dedicated volunteers to help us do our work and if people are interested in volunteering they can just check out our website as well. The voice of Marjorie Benz executive director of the Edmonton Food Bank doing exceptional work in the community. Take care Marjorie. Thank you so much and have a great evening.